What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, first, gotta discuss that pitiful series to the Minnesota Twins. And then it's Monday, so we got Sully Baseball of Locked On MLB on the pod for a crossover to discuss fight night in Cleveland and also discuss the D-backs and all the disappointing teams post-MLB trade deadline, discussing all that and so much more on today's Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? It was charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there to see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks, your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. Now, for the YouTube audience, you're only going to see me talking about <clears throat> the D-backs series loss to the Minnesota Twins to hear about all the teams that suck post-trade deadline, including the D-backs, or to hear about the Chicago White Sox Cleveland Guardians fight, go to Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel for those videos. Audio, you will hear all of it. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this series against the Minnesota Twins because the D-backs once again get swept by another team. The D-backs are currently, hopefully you guys didn't hear that. My phone is ringing. The D-backs are currently on a six-game losing streak, and they just look absolutely pitiful. If you thought the D-backs had a chance of winning the NL West still, put those pipe dreams aside because the D-backs are currently eight games back of the Dodgers at the time of me recording this podcast, and it is not looking good for the D-backs. Uh, they are absolutely pitiful right now, and I don't see any scenario where they could sneak into the back door of winning the NL West. I think we could just wrap up any division hopes and dreams that we used to have at the all-star break when it was the halfway point of the season. Any hopes and dreams we had of the D-backs still winning the NL West, you can throw those dreams out the window. Soon you might have to throw your playoff dreams and hopes out the window too, but not just yet, just because that final spot in the wildcard race, the D-backs only a game and a half behind it. The rest of the wildcard, I don't know if the D-backs can crack into the top two wildcard spots because the Giants are a few games above the D-backs. So are the Philadelphia Phillies. So the D-backs only opportunity is to catch that final spot in the wild card. And they're not going to do it with a performance that we just saw this past weekend. Because I got a question for the audience. Are the Arizona Diamondbacks cursed? That's what I asked myself after that series finale against the Minnesota Twins. Where it felt like maybe the D-backs 
was going to get something positive and something was finally going to go their way with a Christian Walker ninth inning home run. We're going to see the Paul Seawald, the answer to our closing problems, come in and finally shut the door because in his previous appearance, that 12 to 1 or whatever the final score was, smacking by the Twins on the D-backs, Paul Seawald in his only inning went out there and struck out the side. So I was super excited to see him in a real high leverage, pressurized moment. And what does he do? The very first pitch of the ninth inning in his save opportunity home run to tie the game walk and then gives up a two-run shot to end it Paul Seawall just rips the heart out of every D-backs fan who is like not again let's not go down this road again can we end this cyclical nightmare that we are on can we get off this ride the D-backs fans have been on this ride of torture from this bullpen for so long and one guy wasn't going to fix your issues but I thought the D-backs bullpen overall was solid if you had to denigrate or you know make a mark against the bullpen you're like whenever you put any of these relievers in the ninth inning they suck the McGoffs the Castro's the Chafins the uh whoever else you want to mention like all these guys are good except when they pitch in the ninth inning so if you could just figure out that ninth inning maybe everyone else would make sense in this bullpen and I thought Paul Seawald was going to be be the answer to the D-backs problems but no that is not the case at least not in his first save opportunity for the D-backs it was not the case I don't know what Brunstrom can do there. Uh, the vibes around the D-backs are just not good right now. And what adds insult to injury as I wonder whether the D-backs are cursed. Ketel Marte leaves this game early with injury. And he's been absolutely phenomenal the whole season. And post-MLB trade deadline. Been one of the hottest players on this D-backs team. Really carrying this offense. Lords Goriel seems to be heating back up. He seems to have woken up in a him and a Ketel Marte. Him and Aketa Marte, one-two-man duo, um, could have been really forceful and, you know, really aggressive for this D-backs offense. But now, Aketa Marte, it feels like he's going to be fine day-to-day, but don't like to see him leave with injury. And also, just further, salt to the wound, the D-backs offense was going against Dallas Keuchel. We saw Dallas Keuchel in a D-backs uniform just last season. And guess what? He looked washed. Dallas Keuchel looked like he shouldn't be in Major League Baseball anymore. And he's looked like that for a while now. With the D-backs last season, he had a 9-6-4 ERA and 18.2 innings pitch. In 2021, in 162 innings pitch, it had a 5-2-8 ERA. He, he just hasn't been good at all the last two seasons. I don't think Dallas Keuchel should even be on a Major League roster. But with the performance he had against the D-backs today, he might join the Cy Young Award race. Five innings, one earned run, but wasn't even a good performance. He gave up eight hits. The D-backs had like six, seven stolen bases against Dallas Keuchel, and it did not matter. D-backs in the game where they get double-digit stolen bases, I think, if I counted correctly, because you get two from Tommy Pham. You get one from Jace Peterson. You get one from Christian Walker. You get one from Carson Kelly. You get two from Jake McCarthy. You get one from Corey. Corbin Carroll. So I think you get eight stolen bases in this game, plus 11 opportunities with runners scoring position. And the D backs only score three runs total. Absolutely disgusting. 
absolutely disheartening if you're the pitching staff if you're the offense you're like what else can we do we're trying to be chaotic on the bases we're trying to play d-backs baseball try and play small ball d-backs are not afraid to bun out here and nothing that the d-backs do it doesn't matter how many bases they steal they can't get that big clutch hit or even sometimes when it's like one out and a runner on third it feels like the d-backs are getting that strikeout for the second out and then all of a sudden that guy comes in and ground ball or fly out for the third out so d-backs offense can't clutch it out d-backs pitching staff also can't clutch it out it's just a myriad of issue right now for the arizona diebacks but once again if you need a little silver lining if you need a little saving grace with what's going on with the d-backs so far and the rest of the season the d-backs only a game and a half out of a wild card i know the d-backs only one game if you could believe it the d-backs only one game above 500 at one point what were they like 15 to 18 games above 500 absolutely cruising in early june at this point august 6th sunday at 6 47 p.m the d-backs game and a half back of a wild card spot and only one game above 500, minus 18 in the run differential department. This D-backs team is not playing good baseball right now. Corbin Carroll needs to wake up. At least we got a good Zach Allen performance. Will the D-backs ever get back on track to what we saw the first three months of the season? I don't know. I'm not feeling very good as a D-backs fan right now, watching this team every day. And I'm just hoping and praying to God that something could change. Now we're going to get into that conversation with Sully Baseball about fight night in Cleveland. But first, at one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash. We need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check no late fees download the dave app now or go to dave.com slash mlb for terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply banking services provided by evolve member fdic just quickly talk about the big fight that happened between essentially two non-contenders in the American League Central. I mean, the Cleveland Guardians were content. They're nominally contenders, but they've been losing a bunch. And Minnesota, by the way, Minnesota's dropped a bunch recently too, but not as much as Cleveland has been. Uh, Tell me your thoughts about the big fight between Tim Anderson and uh, Jose Ramirez, who basically became Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Yeah, I both loved and hated this fight because 
Sully, I do love a classic fight in sports. We get the Jason Veritek versus Alan Rodriguez or the Pedro Martinez versus whoever that guy, that old Don Zimmer, Don Zimmer. (laughs) Couldn't think of his name. We just tossed him to the ground. I love a good baseball fight. You got a great one here this past weekend. I don't even know what started this fight, to be honest, because Jose Ramirez was sliding into second base. All of a sudden, he had words for Tim Anderson, and they quite literally dropped their gloves squared up and start throwing punches the announcers were immaculate in this fight down goes anderson down goes anderson great call by the announcer there um i I don't even remember which broadcast it was for but great fight this weekend now the downside of it is you do have some old managers the tito mar you know tito francona he's had some health scares in the past he's out there yelling he's trying to get in a fight i don't want to see that for him he's an old man he needs to sit down love tito he gets ejected other manager gets ejected and then also eloy jimenez who just got back into the lineup this weekend there's a clip of him where he's like coming out of some man pile and he's like limping he's grabbing his leg and it's like this man is perpetually hurt he just got back from injury and all of a sudden he's in this brawl and he's like hurting himself again he did finish the game so it doesn't seem like he had a setback but that's not something you want to see you don't want to see your best players getting hurt especially from a guy that's already injury prone so I love it and I hate it because I love seeing a good fight but the reality is players do get hurt from this and we're gonna see some suspensions come down as well so I got mixed feelings but at the end of the day love a good baseball fight and a I, I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of fights in baseball. I really not. I, I, I'm, I'd rather win a game. Yeah. I never even like Pedro is my favorite player and getting involved in that brawl. You know, the, the Rodriguez Veritek fight was always like, Hey, I'm much more, you know, I, I feel badly for Bill Miller who hit a walk-off three run Homer off of Mariano Rivera in that game. And all anyone remembers is the fight between Veritek <laughs> and Rodriguez. You know, I mean, it's, um, you know, look at it, it. The one thing was as a fight, this is just as the gorilla in me, the simian, the, the not quite evolved dude in me um, as a fight. It was an actual fight. It wasn't just the whole hold me back. No, you hold me back. Hold me yeah, back. You hold really- me back. It was a no, that was a fight. Um, and so uh, that was uh, that was interesting. But I just. I, I'm, I'm, if someone got hurt, I mean, especially if, if, if there, if someone got hurt on Cleveland's side and they're fighting for their lives, I mean, look at, I mentioned they're what, four games out of the American League Central, but they're, they're chasing the twins. They're not, they're not chasing the 1927 Yankees here. They're t- chasing a team that could very easily go on a slide. And, if someone gotten hurt or some of the big setback or someone gotten or someone got suspended and there are suspensions are being handed out, you know, and you look and, and you go through a bunch of games shorthanded. I just I can't help but think that's just that's just stupid with a capital stupid. Yeah, for that, me, it, yeah, it definitely depends on the context. If it was like the D-backs right now, like if Corbin Carroll went out and started throwing punches, I'm like, that's my franchise star. I don't want him near any anywhere near a fight. I don't want him getting suspended as well when we're like one game back of a wild card race. Like that would be an all-time disaster for the D-backs. But if you told me it was the 2021 D-backs who only won 54 games and it was Luke Weaver out there throwing punches, then I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see it, Luke Weaver. I want to see you throw some haymakers <laughs> and connect on a couple of dudes. So I think context really matters when it comes to this. Some of these fights it's kind of like um when the celtics in the 80s had greg kite and greg kite's main job was to get in fights and if someone got yeah. tossed or suspended it wouldn't be bird or parish or mikhail or 
DJ and 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 the the Lakers had Kurt Rambis uh, kind of in that same role. Okay, they, they're not ejecting Worthy or Magic yeah. or Kareem. We're ejecting Rambis and we're ejecting Kite. You know, those are really kind of the uh, the bruisers, the, you know, the the Hanson brothers of the of this team. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fight guy, but you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up. Um, and it's also you know, tempers are flaring. Both, I mean, the Cleveland Guardians thought. This was their division to lose. And the White Sox, lest we forget, and this is the point I keep making to Baltimore for not going all in when the opportunity is there. Uh, as recently as 2021, the White Sox looked like they were going to win the American League Central in perpetuity, yeah. or at least for the next few years. And the, the thought was, okay, they made the playoffs in the COVID year. They won the division easily in 2021. And now there's going to be a window of opportunity between 2022 and like 2024, where one of those years, probably everything will click and they'd be, they could go to the World Series with that core of players, like Anderson and Eloy Jimenez and Moncada and, and Lewis Robert Jr. And, and Jose Abreu. And this whole core was going to be bring home a championship to the South Side. And instead, the thing got blown up. And so, yeah, tempers are high. Especially when going like, we can't contend with the twins barely above 500. We're not even, we're not contenders. And, you know, tensions run high yeah, when that they, happens. And they still had so much talent this year, but they've had guys like Tim Anderson underperform the Lance Lynn's. Like it's just been such a weird last few seasons with the Chicago White Sox team because the Luis Roberts or the Eloys haven't been healthy. And then they're like healthy this year, but then you got the CESA struggling and the Lynn struggling. So it's like, they, they're just never been good vibes around that Chicago White Sox situation. And you hate to see it. And the Cleveland guardians, like we talk about the race. We talk about all these teams that are like fighting for the playoffs. Like, their their only path to making it to the postseason is getting the division title. Yeah, and a fight like this this weekend, where a guy like Jose Ramirez is probably going to be suspended. You know, just a their few games best ago. player, their best player. Like that's going to desperately obliterate your chances of making it to the postseason. So for a team like Cleveland, like this, really, really hurts. But if you're the Chicago White Sox, with everything they've gone through the last few years, with all the ups and downs, I think a fight was really good. I think they need to relieve some stress, get some nerves out their system, just land a few haymakers, buddy. It was fight night all weekend. Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, you had this going on. Really great weekend. Uh, this, saw some really good haymakers on Twitter. I'm very happy. Now, Sully and I will talk about the disappointing teams post-MLB trade deadline. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look at Some of us need to have a place to talk about our life, talk about the bad up and downs that we've been having. It's been a stressful last bunch of years. And I'm not going to lie to you. You can't always go at it on your own. I've reached out with help. I've been in therapy. And you got to face sometimes some tough choices in your life. And the pathway to peace and happiness in your life, it's not always clear. And whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, I have sons who are about to start college. I had a death in my family not too long ago. All these things can happen at once. And if you're going to trust yourself to make those decisions, do you know what? You sometimes need to get some help. And that's why I would recommend BetterHelp. Now, look, at if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient. 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it doesn't work, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. couple of teams took one hard look at the trade deadline and said, do you know what? We're close enough. Let's make a run for it. And some teams decided to keep potential trade chips. One big team decided to say, hey, we have a generational talent who could leave via free agency. We're going to go for it. In fact, we're going to make our team better. And a certain team in the desert said, hey, hey, we're still in it. We're in it to win it. And uh, Wow a bunch of teams that were on the periphery of contention have done an absolute to, to create an image of another uh, animal in the desert, an absolute wily coyote falling off the side of a cliff. Um, Millard, uh, some of the games on Sunday are not over quite yet, but let's go over some of them. Shall we? Mm -hmm. Um, The Boston Red Sox decided to not trade away Paxton, not to trade away Verdugo, not to trade away Pavetta. We're going to go for it. They've lost four out of five in August, including getting swept by the very team they're chasing, the Toronto Blue Jays. Hey, the Angels said, please, 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 we're not going to trade Shohei Otani. In fact, we're going to be going for it. Yeah. Well, the, they have, the game against the Mariners is not over yet, and if they win, that'll be their first win this month. They've lost their first five of this month. Hey, who else? Cleveland Guardians. Hey, they're going to go for it, aren't they? They've gone one and four in August themselves. In the National League, the Miami Marlins. Remember them? Mm -hmm. They had such great, the first part of this season, everything was coming up Miami. Not so fast. They're losing five, nothing right now. And if they lose that, they'll be one and five for the month of August. But that is an absolute uh, dynasty compared to the Cincinnati Reds, who dropped their first five games in the month of August and are currently losing to one of the worst teams in baseball, the Washington Nationals. But don't worry, because there's still room in the wild card because a certain team in the desert, the Arizona Diamondbacks, dropped their first five games in the month of August. And how are they doing today? As of this recording, wait, how are they doing? Oh, there's they no. Just, yeah, just started. Right. Okay, they just started. But best case scenario is they'll be one in five in August. Um, in fact, the, the best thing going for Arizona and Miami is that everyone else is stinking for that last spot. What in the heck is going on here? Yeah, it's been disgusting kind of across baseball in the wild card races in both the American League and National League, not even just post uh, trade deadline, just post the all-star break. If you look at some of these second half records for the D-backs and the Marlins, like it's not very good for a lot of these teams. And that's been the only saving grace for the D-backs, you know, covering the lockdown Diamondbacks, doing that podcast every day. Like it's been pretty disgusting to watch this team basically since like mid-June, but the only saving grace is 
everything's been chaotic around them. So even though the D-backs have only won like 21 of their last 28 games, they're still only a game and a half back of this NL wildcard race. But it's not like I feel good about the direction the D-backs are going, especially when you got a team like the Chicago Cubs who are now ahead of the D-backs in the standings. They're a team that's hot. All of a sudden, you look at the standings, the San Diego Padres, who are big buyers at the deadline, are only three games back of wildcard spot as well. So it's like you're going to have like eight teams vying for a wildcard spot in the National League. You got teams in the American League with Otani and uh, you know the Cleveland Guardians. They had a very interesting weekend against the Chicago White Sox. That we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to yeah. that in a little bit. Let's we'll get, let's... Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. So you got all this chaos right now going on in the standings. The Boston Red Sox, I mean, yeah, they could have been sellers, but they also weren't exactly buyers at the deadline either. They just kind of did nothing, which was like the most interesting thing. They bought Luis Arias, but so it's like all these teams, I didn't know what they were doing at the deadline. We didn't know if they were going to be buyers or sellers. Some teams bought, some teams sold, but at the end of the day, the standings are still chaos, and we still don't know who's going to rise above the heap. Well, i just say with the Red Sox, I actually don't have a problem with them neither buying nor selling. I thought they were kind of on the periphery. I think they're just trying to develop the Casas and the Durans and the Yoshidas yeah. and the Bellows of the world, and maybe keeping a bunch of veterans around is not the worst thing. It's just that they lost those two walk-off games in San Francisco. I was witness to one of them, and if they had swept Toronto, they would be the third wildcard team. Instead, they got the doors blown off them today, and they lost some dumb games in Verdugo. Uh, he's he's just – I'm tired of these stories. They're like, well, Verdugo had a closed-door meeting with Alex. You know, yeah. you know, he's, he was late to another game. Like, yeah, buddy, you're a major leaguer, and you're, you're not going to be a major leaguer for that long in your life. How about showing up on time? Just, yeah. just, just a suggestion. Um, but it's in, you, you brought up two teams I was going to bring up myself – during the trade deadline, the Cubs had a a burst, which they had um, uh, Peterson and Stroman looked like they were going to be two of the more interesting trade chips at the deadline. So the Cubs looked around going like, um, why don't we just keep them? And I didn't know what the Padres were doing when they made the trade for Cooper from Miami, for yeah. Hill from Pittsburgh. I said, what are the Padres doing? And maybe they were prescient because maybe they took a look around and said, like, here's the thing about overachieving teams. A lot of times they get back to reality. And we see some teams that were big overachievers, Cincinnati, you know, all these teams, Cincinnati, Miami, Arizona, been, you know, big overachievers. And they said, we're the underachievers, a slight market correction. And as of right now, San Diego is only three games out of a wild card spot with all that talent. Mm -hmm. And all it will take is for a couple of those teams ahead of them to continue, you know, dropping like a rock and for them to start playing to the level that, you know, people thought they were going to play to. And, uh, Hey, yeah, uh, all of a sudden, a lot of people like me, I picked the Padres to go far in the postseason. We may not be wrong. <laughs> you know, we may not be wrong. By the way, just so you know, it is now early August. Two months ago at this time, the Pirates and the Mets were playoff teams. A lot can change in two months. A lot can change in two months. But, yeah, I, I, the, the National League is, is so many teams are playing poorly. But if the, the point I wanted to make, they made this point on the Red Sox broadcast, radio broadcast. This is the worst time 
to go on a free fall because the trade deadline has come and gone. Mm -hmm. If these teams went on a free fall at the all-star break, the way they have, although Arizona kind of did, they could say, all right, well, it's not going to happen this year. So let's, uh, let's trade some parts away. Uh, Now they can't do that. So, you know, for some of these teams, it's uh, this is this is worst case scenario. And for a team like for a team like Arizona, you know, they're going to have to turn things around. Yeah. But at least in the National League, when you look at that race, everyone's in it. Everyone's in the mix. Everyone's within three games of of each other. The American League, you're free falling. It's like you look at the Yankees. They're four games back at the time of this recording. Sox are five. Angels are six and a half. So it's like if those teams start, you know, continuing this pace, like you're not going to be in the race. At least the D-backs have convinced themselves. You just got to have one good week. And then all of a sudden you're literally back in the playoffs. And then you got teams behind you. They got to stay ahead of if you're the Yankees. One bad week and you, your season's over and you could just be out of it. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. If you do listen every day, put hashtag everyday in the comment section on YouTube. Don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on the hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. We're going to be talking about some of the AL teams that absolutely suck in the wild card race on the other side of the bracket. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. No says.